Just to clarify, I'll say hi, welcome to Podworthy. You say a podcast where, and then we'll pause. Hey guys. Nope. Nope. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to Podworthy. A podcast where we talk about things worth talking about. Mental health, self-care, and real-life experiences. Oh, I didn't know you were done. And we are your hosts, Emma and Jenna. Do, 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 do. So today is a special day. This is the first time ever that we're having a guest on our podcast. Um, Yeah, her name is Flo. I think you guys are going to love her. And today we're talking about our saboteurs. For a long time, we've wanted to have guests on here, but we haven't, like, literally from day one, we've been like, we need guests on here for sure. <laughs> now that we found our our rhythm, like, what we want to do, like, focus on mental health and stuff like that, I think it's easier for us to, like, choose topics and find the right people. And Flo is definitely, like, the perfect choice for our first guest. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. We, so I met Jenna and Emma via the PQ program that we did um, a couple weeks ago now, right? It's been like, what, six weeks almost since we? Yeah, yeah literally. And I think we've talked about it a couple times. Exactly. So um, we were brought together in that program. And for six weeks, um, we really dove into our saboteurs, which we'll get into what those are a little later. Um, And it challenged our understandings of who we are and how we engage with the world. Um, And I think that really brought us close because we had a lot of deep conversations in those meetings and through that um, bond. I feel like from like the day that I met you, I could just literally talk to you about anything. You know what I mean? We've never had that like ease into a friendship sort of thing. It was just like, here's all the baggage immediately. Here, take it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, it was really (laughs) bam. Like this is this is who I am, real raw worthy. Like like your podcast from the other day, and everything just out on the table. And we talked about it, and we confronted it, and yeah, we're really open about that. Yeah, I love. Yeah, there definitely wasn't any small talk. No, No, we skipped that stuff. (laughs) I think I think the most was hi. My name is Flo. I study at Queens. Um, I'm a psych major, social minor. Cool. What do you guys do? Let's get into our trauma. Like basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about what Flo mentioned, like saboteurs. Yeah. So it's a way to label certain thoughts that you're having that like negatively impact your view of yourself, other people in the world. And the main one is the judge. So, and it kind of has these like separate categories that make you do different things. Yeah. So the way that I really understand it is they're the different kinds of voices you have in your head that are nagging at you. Yeah. So one might say you're not good enough. One might say you need to be more of a perfectionist. One might say you always need to be keep doing things. So a restless, mm-hmm. um, restless judge, uh, restlessness. Um, and another one might say you need to be this person in order for other people to like you. It's all those different kinds of voices categorized according to these different saboteurs. Yes. Yeah. 
So there are 10 saboteurs, I think. So the 10 saboteurs are hypervigilant, controller, pleaser, stickler, restless, victim, hyperrational, hyperachiever, and avoider. So and over the judge, of course. Yes, and the judge. So over that six-week program, we had a lot of time to learn about those saboteurs. And one part of learning about them was figuring out our top three, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So Flo, do you want to tell us what yours was? Okay. So my biggest uh, three, according to the assessment thing that we had to do, uh, my biggest one was the stickler um, yeah. and then restless and then controller. So um, the stickler is basically characterized by perfectionism, high uh, criticism of self and others, strong need for self-control, self-restraint. This is just based on the description that the um, program gives us. Um, And so some feelings that may arise are some constant frustration and disappointment with self for not living up to ideal standards um, and things like that. And then my restlessness is that like I said a constant need to be doing something um that you have to stay busy and constantly saying yes to everything to have different things on the go I'm really bad for that that's our last Um, episode yes we totally relate to that um Emma what are yours mine are the avoider stickler and controller so my avoider is the one that's like oh my gosh you can't do this like this is like way out of your realm of capabilities and like you can't do this because you suck basically right yeah it's just so rude it's harsh it really is it's so hard yeah Yeah. and then my stickler is like why aren't you doing it this perfect way oh my gosh like why can't you do this basically or it needs to be this specific way or it's bad and then my controller is like everything needs to be a certain way too. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so annoying. My saboteurs are really irritating because my avoider is so strong, but then my controller and stickler are like going crazy because I'm not doing things mm-hmm. to help the stickler or controller. <laughs> right. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, like, it- exacerbates and aggravates the other and then they just play into a power dynamic and then they boil over oh yeah it's it's bad guys (laughs) but yeah yeah, get to recognize it too like good job for noticing that because that's a big step I think it almost starts with my stickler controller and then I get overwhelmed by those thoughts and then I'm like okay I can't do it do you guys find Mm -hmm. that labeling these thoughts as something in those saboteur categories like does that help you make sense of it kind of like does it help you at all yeah definitely the judge one helps me the most Mm -hmm. um because I find my judge out of all of them is still the strongest Mm -hmm. um than any of my other um saboteurs so just being able to recognize no like that's that's the judge don't don't let it lean into that and my judge is super strong the other ones are too but when my judge is quiet so are the other ones so just helping to separate that um definitely helps a lot yeah it's so subjective too like your judge can be your anxiety in general like your depression in general could it be I Mm -hmm. haven't experienced that before but um I just think it's really subjective like it can be like you could call it your 
anxiety instead of calling it your judge, like just to make sense of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, as you mentioned a little bit there, I suffer a lot with a lot of feelings of depression. And I, so I find that those, those, that judge really displays in that. And when mm-hmm. the judge is really bad, so are those feelings of depression. The judge just makes everything worse. It almost like yeah. compliments it as, yeah. um, yeah, tie in. Yeah. yeah better words sure. compliments because it's really not, <laughs> not in a good <laughs> way. Not a good time. It's like a really bad outfit that it's complimenting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, an orange yeah thanks for sharing that flow that was what are um, your top saboteurs Jenna so my top one is hyper vigilant and I can't remember if that was either of yours I don't Um, know I don't think so no okay so some of like the characteristics are like always anxious with chronic doubts of self and others extraordinarily sensitive to danger signals Constant expectation of mishap or danger, suspicion, um, seeking reassurance in and guidance in procedures, rules, authorities, and institutions. <laughs> that guys, if you listen to our last episode, I just told Emma that I got a day planner that's planned out by the hour. I think that is me seeking some reassurance, but also like that's <laughs> gonna help me a lot, I think. Okay. So some of the thoughts are like, um, like if I don't look out for the danger, then who will sort of thing? When is the other shoe going to drop kind of thing? So yeah, I would, yeah. That sounds exhausting. It is. well exhausting. It is. And I think that's the best way that has ever been described. Like the way it yeah. does on this program. My mom showed me this thing and it had all the saboteurs on it. And for hypervigilant at the very top, it says, this is no way to live because it's so exhausting. It is so, and I've definitely like recognized that over the years and um, I've definitely learned how to manage it, but I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's just like mental health issues, I think, or struggles is always something you're going to like have if that makes sense it's just like learning how to manage it that's up to you mm-hmm. that's such a tough pill to swallow it is like, I know. honestly knowing that there's no end to what I, I feel especially when it's really bad and then or to end to what you feel it's, it's sometimes the way that I best can describe depression it's a it's a battle against your own mind you're one one part of your brain yeah. is saying one thing and the other one is saying another and you're constantly yeah. trying the the part the positive side of your brain is constantly trying to overpower that negative side that's saying no you can't you're not good enough and then the positive brain is like no it's okay let it go and then and then the negative side just comes back stronger and and it's this internal battle that's that's just exhausting and like with your hypervigilant you're on all the time sensitive to everything what I love about the PQ program is that it kind of personifies those negative thoughts so that it's easier instead of fighting your own mind it feels like Mm -hmm. you're like fighting something else we visualize them to be something that's like Mm -hmm. we can overcome this or just like oh Mm -hmm. that opinion doesn't matter going back to like feeling like recognizing that it's never gonna go away I just want to emphasize that like anybody who's listening and who's like struggling with depression really badly or something like that I don't want you to like go home thinking, oh, great, my depression's going to be here forever and ever. And I'm always, you know what I mean? That is not what we mean. It's mm-hmm. just like, 
I don't know, like it's, it's a part of you. Like it's a part of your identity, not your identity. That's a bit of a stretch. It becomes better to handle. (laughs) It becomes better to handle. You understand it more. And especially if you seek help, which I personally, I've been in therapy for four years. I know long time, but I highly recommend talking to someone because the person gives you the tools to help that, to make it less, to quiet those thoughts. And, and it's like this, this PQ app where says, you're always going to have a judge. Someone's always going to be um, in your mind, harping at you. And I think that's a big thing about yeah. society too. We have this culture that says we're never good enough. We always need to be better, uh, do better. And, um, but with these, this PQ, it helps us calm those thoughts and be like no I'm good enough just as I am I'm trying my best it's okay and and that's that's enough Mm -hmm. yeah I 100% agree Um, it's like everybody's judges are getting so loud that the collective is like our culture yeah (laughs) yelling at us basically yeah yeah um definitely I think this plays out on social media a lot too is especially um for me body is a big one and that's a lot when we talk about in our meetings is what I bring it back to just because that's close to home for me um and the um and workouts and seeing these ideal bodies but so much of it is edited and so much of it's fake and it creates this standard where you're in like your judge is saying oh like look like her look like that person you're not good enough you have to measure up but it's it's not necessarily real all the time it's so easy to edit pictures and even videos nowadays which is crazy mm-hmm. um yeah it's and so- yeah just that collective comparison standard is always and I think there there's so much on social media and just like in life in general that can trigger your saboteurs mm-hmm. so it's yeah. so important to recognize them for what they are so you can like like um acknowledge them in whatever situation they've been triggered yeah and and like we said a couple just to help deal with them and cope with them and make Mm -hmm. them less so that they're not always beating you down and bearing you down because life is hard enough as it is you don't need to be fighting against yourself either yeah it's kind of like your heart is always beating but like when you get worked up or something, your heart's beating faster. That doesn't mean your heart's going to be beating faster all the time. Your heart's always going to be there. It's yeah. just not going to be going hundred miles an hour all the time. It's kind of like your mental health issues. Like they're <laughs> there. They're just, mm-hmm. you know how to control it. Like with your breathing and stuff to slow your heart rate. Yeah. I love, I love the surfer analogy. That's like, you're yeah. just riding the waves. Yes. Like you can't control what's around you. You can just, you know, you can choose to surf or get smushed by a wave. Oh, sorry. Um, so when you say like going with the flow or whatever, the flow. I have like a big issue with not being in control and my second highest um saboteur is controller so um yeah I struggle a lot with that Emma like the first thing it says is strong energy and need to control and take charge I resonate with that yeah (laughs) mood such a mood Emma are you saying yes like yes I have that or yes Jenna you have that (laughs) no No, I think all of us have controller in our 
highest like in our top three don't we I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I was just saying like yep we're familiar with that (laughs) that yeah ditto not new to any of us yeah Yeah. Um, and with that with that surf analogy too it's um like learning how to surf in general but when another wave comes up that wasn't the one that you wanted learning how to surf that wave and just Mm -hmm. picking and going with it um like it's so much easier said than done so much easier said than done. isn't everything though (laughs) true (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) it is what would you offer both of you as tips for how to surf those waves okay so (laughs) say you're surfing and this giant wave comes and you're like whoa I don't have my surfboard or something like you're just totally thrown off guard I think like when that happens to me I think like my first reaction is obviously to like get so overwhelmed and meltdown but like thinking of my pqs and thinking of all the things i've learned i would probably like stop where i am and just like acknowledge what is happening and just be like okay this is happening like this wave is here because i seem like i have i have a lot of issues like like i said like not being in control i'm like what this wasn't supposed to happen what's going on like i always freak out and mm-hmm. i think just like if you mm-hmm. experience that just like recognizing that it's here and it might suck for a little bit, but there's always another side to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big step. Yeah. Good, what about good, you, Flo? Good tip. Um, well, my first, my first thing is to lie on the ground. When things get overwhelmed, I'm like, nope, <laughs> <step out." laughs> um, and then, and then like five minutes later, I'm like, okay. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing for me is that when it's, when it's in my head, it's so anything that's in my head is always so much bigger than when, if I speak it out loud, if I, yeah. if I just say it, or if I write it down, um, I, I'm a very visual person. So I, I love my planner. And if, if I'm getting overwhelmed with having too many due dates or having so much time, but also so much things to do and not knowing how I want to spend that time, just bringing that out from in my head onto something physical, if it's my laptop, or if it's my if it's my planner, and um, just speaking it into existence, okay, this is what I got to do, or this is what's going on in my head right now, or this is what's on my mind. And, and then it becomes so much smaller, just just if you share it, it's, it's not burdening someone else, it's just letting go of something. And I definitely recommend talking to other people yeah. if they feel comfortable talking to you about it, or you have someone you can trust that can that you want to talk to about it but just just that helps let go of a piece of it because then it's it also reduces the shame if you're feeling any about it and shame is such a big thing that also helps beat you down about it and so when you speak it into existence it's it's less scary definitely definitely for me everything always seems to like go down about 10 notches when I tell somebody about it yeah when I first mm-hmm. started having like those scary intrusive thoughts, like things that I was just like, whoa, this is not me. Like I was always like ashamed of it or something. And then when I mm-hmm. finally told somebody, they were like, oh, me too. That's normal. And I was like, what? And even if they did <laughs> say, oh, me too, like just having it out there is so liberating. Yeah. Like I can't even explain it. It's just, it just is it's awesome it normalizes it mm-hmm. yeah for sure and emma do you have any tips for riding these waves or dealing with these saboteurs or 
I do. I think every wave is a learning opportunity. And let's say a wave didn't go your way, a situation didn't go your way, you weren't your best self, you felt really crappy about something that happened. Um, Even just like meditating on it and thinking about, you know, like, first of all, get rid of the shame. So if you Mm -hmm. need to write it down, talk to someone about it, or just, you know, yourself take the weight off your shoulders and be like okay it's fine like I'm not a perfect human being um and just visualize maybe how you could have been your best self next time like in the PQ program we do a lot of visualization of how we could have been less judgmental of ourselves less judgmental of other people or situations and I feel like that does a lot for me and how I can react in the future. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, I'm just thinking right now about our our three tips. It kind of like can go together as steps. Like first, acknowledge what's happening. Second, like talk to somebody, write it down, do something. Third, like, okay, that happened. How can I deal with it better next time. You know what I mean? And I feel like you can always be improving. How would Mm -hmm. I like to be in the future? Yeah. How would I like to be in the future? Yeah. So it's interesting that we're talking about this. I've been having lots of conversations with other people lately about values um, Mm -hmm. and what's important to you and, and taking action every day towards those values. And so that goes in really with what you were saying there, Emma, about um, how can I be better? And then how does my action align with what I value? So do I value hard work? Do I value honesty? Do I value friendship? So how will I incorporate that? Will I make more time for my friends? Or will I say maybe no to an extra um, 20 minutes of scrolling through socials mindlessly and put in just nice. that extra hard work or um, and just aligning those together, but first understanding really what do you value, what is important to you, and how, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to live to reach that kind of life? Mm-hmm. I think social mm-hmm. media and just like life distractions take that question right out of your mind. Like I've also been focusing mm-hmm. on that lately, trying to when I'm doing something, I don't restrict myself from things. Like I don't say no chips, no candy, no social media. You know what I mean? Like, and all of that is fine. I just feel like for me, it's just not my strategy. I kind of am like, okay, you can have all those things, but have it at a dose that you know is going to still make you feel good. Like, yeah. For example, Mm -hmm. I always like to eat a whole bag of chips and then I don't feel good. (laughs) Um, mood oh yeah and same with like scrolling and stuff but yeah Mm -hmm. we all have our own ways of dealing with things like that so yeah for things like that I try to think like I have abundance like for example a bag of chips like you have a whole bag of chips you can eat the whole bag if you want to and just Mm -hmm. knowing like I have everything I need right now can kind of help and then you can listen to your body more yeah yeah my um my housemate she put this quote on our whiteboard in our um dining room the other day and it says i do enough i have enough and i am enough mm-hmm. and and my first thing for that have mm-hmm. enough went more to a materialistic perspective and i and i don't vibe with i'm not oh, super materialistic and i was like no like i i don't like 
no. Um, and then she's like, but I thought about it in a, I have enough friends, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I have these people and, and that's enough. I don't need more. I don't need anything extra. And that goes along with what we're saying about that social media. We're all, always in this culture that's saying you need more, you need this, you need that. And just knowing that what you have is enough and that's okay. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. That's, aw- mm-hmm. that's really powerful. Yeah. And also, yeah, recognizing our own like status of privilege in, in that too, which is a whole other conversation, yeah. whole other conversation. But um, yeah, I, I really like that. Emma, when you think about that quote, like how could you apply that to your saboteurs? Like if a saboteur is knocking at your door, like when with that quote in mind, how would you deal with that? For my controller or stickler I think I would use I have enough like for my controller especially like Mm -hmm. I have all the tools I need to handle this situation or I'm good enough to complete this task like it's just I think allowing myself to think that I am enough in all situations Mm -hmm. so that my avoider doesn't kick in and I do nothing (laughs) yeah What about you, Jenna? What does that spark with you? How does that resonate? Um, guys, my mom is cutting the grass right outside my window. <laughs> um, can you hear that? I can't hear it. Okay. No, it's I like really absurdly loud, but okay. I'm just going to move <laughs> on. Um, so I don't know. With my controller, um probably I do enough is something I have to think about because I'm always like, okay, what about this? What about this? We have to do this. And I just have to be like, okay, I do enough. Like I've done enough. I'm good. You know, have you, have you ever made a to done list? A to done list? No. Have you heard of that? So I, I just no. encountered this recently. I, I, I volunteer with a research lab and the graduate student I work with, she also, she's a therapist. And we were just chatting, having this amazing conversation. She's like, yeah, um, I'm, I can make it to done list sometime. I was like, oh, and she's, I was like, tell me more. And so she, <laughs> she said it to done list is basically whenever she feels, oh, I've done nothing today. You know, I could have done more. I could have been better. She's, she stops and she goes what have I really done today and then she writes it down and then at the end of that day um when and then at the end of that list she can see I've done enough I've done quite a bit of work today and just recognizing and appreciating mm-hmm. that that you have done enough and what you have done because it's so hard to forget what you do in a day especially if in the moment it doesn't feel like you're doing enough but at the end of the result you're kind of like oh whatever but yeah, then you forget taking it. time to yeah recognize and appreciate the work that you put in so yeah wow I literally have never heard of that before and I love it like because I constantly Mm. have to-do lists and yeah I check them off things when I do them but like it's just like when you check it off it's like out of sight out of mind like I don't think about how the fact that I already did that and I put hours of work into it or even things you you didn't do that are written down if that makes Mm -hmm. sense or like you did things that weren't on your list and then it wasn't checked off. So you're like, oh my gosh, I did yeah. that. Oh, and yeah. Oh, and that's or, me <laughs> getting distracted all the time. For my schoolwork, yeah. 
Yeah. For my school work, <laughs> I usually just write down the big tasks I have to do. So for this week, I have to write, read 26 pages for my one class. I'm taking a summer course and um, another couple of chapters for another one. And um, today I haven't checked off anything in my planner, but I read 17 out of the 26 pages. So yeah. I've been done. Oh. Like, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. what have you done today, Emma? Let's see. Let's hear it. Let's celebrate. <laughs> what have you done today, Emma? All right. So I was helping my boyfriend edit an essay and That's then work. I came home Woo. and then, yep. And then I unloaded the car full of groceries. Yeah. My dog. You're on fire. Yes. I hopped on the podcast. Yes. That's quite a bit. Amazing. Editing essays, groceries, boom. Yes. You go girl. All right. Jenna, what have you done today? <laughs> Uh, so I was going to work from 10 to 1030 today and I ended up working nine to four and then five to six. I got a whole bunch of stuff done, but again, it feels like I got nothing done because it's just like a lot. Um, but I enjoy Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. So that was fun. And then you did that. Yes, I did it, but I got to stay home. I stayed home. So that was good. And still did um, it. No buts. And what else did home. I do? You still did it. I had supper, guys. And Woo! I did a couple PQ Woo! reps when I had the chance. Um, something I didn't do was repot this plant that I've been trying to repot for like four days. <laughs> but other than that, everything okay. is all done. It's yes. good. Good job. That's amazing. Thank You've been you. busy. You've both been busy. So recognizing that to done list yay I wrote that down so I'll remember to done list is that backwards for you no all good (laughs) to Um, do write my to done list (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that is self-sabotaging right (laughs) then what happens oh oh my gosh should we make it like to not done list or is that just a to do Mm -hmm. list um Guys, my brain. (laughs) Like my brain. It can be a mental check in your head, right? You don't actually have to write it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just acknowledging. Even if you you just laid in bed all day, you know what? You did probably a lot of mental effort. And you woke (laughs) up. And that's what we're. Yeah. And, and with that, with that laying in bed, we were talking about the other day based on your energy levels. So, and in therapy, we talk about your hundred percent changes each day. So one day it can be like you, Jenna today, work from seven to four and then from the five to six. Um, and other days, like you say, Emma, it might just be lying in bed and getting up and feeding yourself and both are true. Both are okay. And just based on what you can do that day. That is something that is not normalized enough. And I just love that. Like, I think it needs taking a break. Yeah. Like, don't give yourself tasks are worth celebrating. Exactly. Like, don't expect yourself to go run a 5K if you've like been feeling like crap all night. You know what I mean? Like, just give your body what it's asking for and applaud yourself for it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you need to give yourself a push, be like, okay, uh, I need to parent myself. Yeah. But other times it's just recognizing that it's okay mm-hmm. to just be however you are and just exist yeah. in that moment. And I think it was you, Flo, that sent a, um, 
like Instagram post or something that said how to know if it's self-care. Ask yourself how you would feel after. That has helped me so much because I'm like, okay, if I do a workout Mm -hmm. right now, I'll feel really good after. I know I will. But some days I wake up and I'm like, you know what? If I do a workout right now, I'm probably going to feel exhausted after. And then I'll have a Mm -hmm. crappy day at work, you know? Yeah. Like you're not always going to feel amazing. And it's good to like really ask yourself that before you do things. Yeah. And that, and that self-care mm-hmm. thing is just because in society, like even right now with everyone saying, do this for self-care and do this for self-care. I don't know if that resonates with either of you, but it's just yeah. what really is, how does, what does that look like? Cause it's different for different people. Um, but then, then like you said, okay, you need to discipline yourself. If it, if you really don't want to do that workout, but you know, you'll feel better after. Um, yeah. But then recognizing when you know, you won't feel better than being like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. How does that, what do you think? What are your thoughts, Emma? Yeah, the way I can tell the easiest too um, is if I get into my sage mindset, which is basically when your saboteurs aren't affecting you. So doing a little bit of meditation or PQ reps before you make the decision whether you're going to do that task at hand, I think is really helpful. It is for me anyways, because then I can see clearly how I need to take care of myself and I'm not being judgmental or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important. What yes. about you, Jenna? Um, I really, really think about like, I really try to get in touch with how I'm feeling at that moment because like if I'm feeling energized or something like in, let's say, I don't know, aside from like working out, let's say like, do I really want to go have a snack right now? As an example, like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling low energy? Then yes, I might need a little bit more of something in my body. And I know I'll feel better after like really just getting in touch with how you're feeling. But if you're like, your stomach's not trying to communicate with you and you're fine, then it's like, okay, well maybe I don't, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. just getting in touch with how maybe you're it's something to look into deeper yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah is it coming I from can even use that as a mm-hmm. sorry Flo go ahead is it is that like then is if the if you're not hungry then where is it coming from a place of boredom then do you just want to eat something to have something else to do kind of thing just mindless eating yeah, yeah. and it kind of goes into everything else too um yeah Emma you could go ahead I think um, cravings are like a huge cue for me that something is like, I need something and it might not be food. It could be a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So recently I've been trying to really see like, do I like, am I having like a bunch of negative thoughts? Because it's super common to emotionally eat like quarantine. I was a snacky girl. Me too. And, <laughs> and it, you know, you can kind of tell, like, I wasn't really going outside much because it was quarantine, right? I was just bored and feeling probably sad and probably a lot of mental energy was going to my saboteur. So. Mm-hmm. And, and with to- that, um, Jenna, as you're saying that recognizing to bring it back to the PQ, I think, 
um, you definitely have to be in a sage mindset um, yeah. to be able to recognize that because if your saboteurs um, are so overwhelming, you won't be able to decipher what you need out of all the other noise that's coming in. Yeah. So I would say do yeah. some PQs. And for the people who don't know what PQs are, it's basically like a meditation that helps you to really get in touch with yourself. Like, mm-hmm use your breath as your anchor, like breathe. And whenever you start to think about something else, like bring yourself back to your breath, just as an example, or like, yeah, listen to the furthest away sound and the closest sound, like just something to remind you that you are here and you are not wherever your Mm -hmm. brain is trying to take you. Exactly. Or if you're talking to someone, notice the color of their eyes or listen to the sound of their voice. Um, Or if you're sitting at your desk doing work, feel the weight of your seat in your chair or feel the the texture of the pencil or the pen in your hand. It's just that really present moment focus. And it's not, it's like meditation, except you can take it anywhere with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always there. It's like your survival kit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the goal is to like basically not think. <laughs> yeah. Like just like you're in an observing state is what I think. Yeah, for just sure. Call it. Cool. So before we go, do you Flo have anything that you want to say to our listeners? Um about the the mental health thing that we were talking about that if you are struggling with something um just to talk to someone and I know that everyone says that's the go-to thing that mm-hmm. oh like if you're struggling please re- like but I, it, it actually like seriously do this. like seriously do this as, as to, people who have suffered with mental health struggles we know that one of the best things that you can do is to is to reach out and to talk to someone um because you you might need some help and and there's no shame in that there shouldn't be um and that's totally okay because you don't have to do this alone you don't have to you're not by yourself Mm -hmm. just just knowing that yeah thank you guys for having me this was yeah it's been so fun I feel like we could keep talking for hours like we're definitely gonna have you on again sometime well yes oh my goodness for sure such a good conversation (laughs) we will Yeah, thank you for listening. (laughs) Here's all the baggage immediately. Here, take it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)